Joining us right now is uh, Dr. Abhishek Manu Singhvi of the Congress Party. Dr. Singhvi, thank you very much. Uh, a big exercise uh, that the Congress Party is undertaking. But uh, I'm sure you must have heard the critics hear you, who say that what is the purpose of an exercise you, like this when uh, the result of this is a foregone conclusion? Sanket, I couldn't hear you very clearly except the last part. But uh, I hope you can hear me. If, if you want, I can repeat my question, Dr. Singhvi. Uh, no, I, I, I think I got the last part. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, answer your question in 30 seconds. Before that, I want to say two or three things. Mm -hmm. uh, the big takeaways from today are the following. And that mm -hmm. cannot be forgotten. Therefore, it's my duty to underline. And this is obviously being forgotten by many people. One, we have had free, fair, objective elections in the open. Two, no Gandhi, none of them, not any of the three or otherwise is part of that process, even though there is overwhelming support for them to stand. And they are still not there. Third, there was some negativity a few days ago in Rajasthan, perhaps avoidable, perhaps should not have happened. Certainly it is behind us. We have to look forward now. Having said that, just examine your question, Sankit. Is this, uh, uh, is that not an anti-democratic uh, question? That means I ought to have excluded A and B and put up only C and D as candidates. Because otherwise, it's a foregone conclusion. Hmm. Can I force people to stand? Did I force people not to stand? Is Mr. Sashi Tharu uh, just somebody who can be so persuaded? Is Mr. Kharge just somebody who can be so persuaded? And if they are standing, two of them, may the best person win. It is not that A is against B or B is against C. They're all part of the Congress family and they're standing. So, I mean, the question that you should have somebody or the fact that you have somebody means it's a rigged election or the fact that there is an official and unofficial candidate. Well, Mr. Tharoor has said umpteen times there was no inhibition or prohibition on him. He went and met the Gandhis and he has stood. He is, you know, he's standing. Therefore, I, I don't see, you know, there is an underlying feeling of a uh, kind of a hostile question, which, uh, of course, very few parties have had such Okay, so Dr. Singhvi, the reason why I ask you this question is because the candidature of Mr. Malikarjun Kharge or the possibility that he will be the Congress, uh, you know, he'll contest in the Congress uh, president elections was not even a reality, did not even exist uh, on Thursday, Thursday morning. It is so only, right. you know, this is, this is a decision which has take, been taken when the nomination was to close in 24 hours. That's why I, I say, that, is this some order or was he always I, in the mix? Because we no, are not I, aware of this. I tell you, uh, both are wrong. There was no finality till today. Till today, the last moment, the last day, there is no finality. You know, there were other names. You have yourselves published it. Not you, I mean, but the media has published them. Mm. You know, Mr. Dinguja Singh has spoken about it. You know, there were other names which were speculated in the media. So first and foremost error, this was not some kind of a done and dusted deal two days ago. Secondly, it is well known that Mr. Gehloth was a likely candidate. And I, as a matter of fact, believe that this underlies the whole democratic process. Certain not so pleasant things, if I may say so, happen in Rajasthan. Hmm. Mr. Gehloth, who has been a loyal, absolutely loyal, unblemished record of loyalty congressman, stood up and took responsibility, although he said that he was not directly responsible for them. And then he decided not to stand. I think this shows another facet of the democratic process working. And thereafter, another person who had officially declared his candidature, Mr. Devijay Singh, 
decided to step down in favor of Mr. Kharge. Now, why is this so amazing or so unpalatable or so indigestible uh, in an electoral process within a political party where everybody knows everybody else? I think it's a very healthy sign. I agree with you that perhaps Rajasthan should not have happened in camera view the way it happened. But that's a different story that's behind us, past us, over, done, dusted. Okay, Dr. Singh, we, you know, this one question on positioning and what this uh, change, if it happens, is going to mean as far as the, uh, you know, the hierarchy or the organogram of the Congress party. Uh, your critics feel that right now, nothing changes vis-a-vis the importance or the significance of uh, the Gandhi family and that household and that, that now they may not hold that office but they will always remain as a towering institution even above a president. Uh, Sanket, you know those lines, Kuch to log kahenge, <laughs> logon ka kaam hai kehna. <laughs> I can't answer things if people have to speak. Let me tell you that it's like the Panchatantra tale. If both the father and the son walk, then you blame them for being foolish and not riding the donkey. If they both get onto the donkey, you say that, look, the donkey is being harassed. So I think we don't do things by looking at what critics will say. Critics will always be there. They will do it. They will say it. The point is that if you have a president of a party elected and nobody, not the worst enemy of the Congress, not the worst enemy of the Gandhi, not the worst enemy of Mr. Kharge or Mr. Tharoor, will suggest that this election in any manner in the process which is going to be undertaken between now and when the election happens is unfair. No, Dr. Singhvi, my question is different. My my question is, uh, does this mean that Gandhis will be out of the mix as far as decision-making process in the Congress party is concerned or will they become some sort of a superpower that people will try to have a direct line with them? Thus undermining the, the, the position of the Congress president. These, these, uh, these charges, these challenges have been faced earlier. Almost for 30 years, no Gandhi has held a governmental position. You still have charges. You ignore some real de facto remote controls of other parties and you talk of them as remote control. Hmm. I don't think these are matters which can be answered. But otherwise, after all, Gandhi has not held that governmental position for decades. Now, today, they are also relinquishing party positions. Now, beyond that, as time goes on, as people take root as officials, as presidents, as vice presidents, etc., etc., I mean, people can keep on making those charges. Sure. What is the relevance of it? What is the logic of it? How does one, you know, why should one at all okay, want to let me, let, let me now ask you a question uh, related to age. And the job is to criticize and take some yeah. criticism. Dr. Singhvi, you see, age is just a number. Uh, you are young in the mind. But the point is, and I'm sure you must have heard this also through the day, that the Congress party is hoping to replace a 75-year-old with an 80-year-old. So this is some sort of a generational change in the other direction. How does this work? I, I, I see your point. I see your point. But just see, in a manner of speaking, this is again underlying the democratic process. Not a single person is inhibited, prohibited or restrained from standing. People have chosen to stand, chosen to stand down, chosen not to stand. I cannot go and force people to stand that, look, Mr. Sanket, please stand because you are younger. Mm. No doubt Mr. Tharoor is younger, but he's not that young himself. Mm. Now, uh, <laughs> therefore, uh, I think this is a process. Anybody is entitled to stand. 
But people can't go around if you go and say, look, please, we want to force you to stand because you are younger, you will have the same charge again. Mm. I think these are, these are all a package of the democratic process. You take it as it comes. The only relevant question would be that in the name of a democratic process, we are having a election which is, sure. you know, kind of not a fair one. That is not anybody's allegation. Sure. And that my, cannot be allegation. Dr. Singhvi, my final question. You see, Dr. Tharoor held a press conference today where he st- uh, spoke about the idea of the Congress party uh, decentralization, not empowering the, the high command so much that every little decision has to go to the high command, which he says happens right now. This is something he wants to change. Long, fairly long press conference. Cut to and juxtapose that with Mr. Malikarjun Kharge, who read out a Suomoto statement of 30-40 seconds. So, you know, for the, for the common person, it appears as if here is one person is a man of ideas and the other is a man of uh, perhaps loyalty, the Gandhis. I would say that uh, if that is so, the people who want a man of ideas should vote for the man of ideas. Hmm. They are encouraged and welcome to. Hmm. I would endorse that. And the people who think that here is a man who is the other man should vote for him because they think he has some other qualities. That's the meaning of an election. Hmm. Are we here, you and me, Sanket, to decide the style of press conferencing of candidate one versus candidate two? <laughs> and in fact, this shows the candor and the openness with which this election is being held. Sure. Mr. Tharoor has given his views and let me be clear that there is some time left for the elections. Nothing prevents Mr. Kharge to have his views tomorrow or day after. Sure. I don't think we should judge, you know, this election or the fairness of it or the openness of it by the reference to a 40 second versus a half an hour conference, press conference. There are different styles of functioning and both are trying to catch eyeballs okay. and earballs and get the attention of congressmen, which is what the election should be about. Okay. Dr. Singhvi, many thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.